Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Happy almost end of World Cup. We're, we're heading in that direction. But it's mid-July, which is, means it's happy almost NFL season. And because that's the case, I had to get on our NFL guy, Stephen Ruiz, because both of us are fantasy freaks, and it's no better time to talk about fantasy football than right now. Stephen, what's going on? I'm excited. Training camp starts for a couple teams this week. I've been enjoying the world, but you gave me a choice of watching the World Cup final or like a Jets-Browns preseason game. I I would take the Jets-Browns preseason game. (laughs) Tell it to England fans who are gearing up for what could be either crazy heartbreak or, you know, great stuff. Uh, You know, it's coming home. We'll see if it comes home. <laughs> nothing in between. Nothing exactly. in between. Exactly. And now that'll be interesting for us to post about. Uh, we just posted, and, and, and the reason I'm getting Stephen on here is, is we're recording this as the World Cup is happening. So I couldn't do anything World Cup related. But I can talk about fantasy football. Uh, we just posted our first, like, early fantasy take because camps haven't opened up yet. So that means that, you know, there's no injuries yet. There's no whatever. Everybody's basically healthy um, with a few exceptions. So let's just kick it off. Like, who is, like, the guy that you're right now just, like, hyping to the max that you're going to be taking in, in like, every draft? Well, I, I didn't include him in the post we did this week, which was the guys we were irrationally excited about. Because I think you could be rationally excited about this guy, and it's Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. I think before he went to the Seahawks, he was kind of seen as – that tight end that maybe you think about taking at the end of the first round, and I think him pairing up with Aaron Rodgers, I think that makes him that puts him back at that level. I think he's on Gronk's level right now. It's not it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I, I the only concern I have, and he's like uh, I use fantasy pros uh, to do consensus cheat sheets to see where kind of the the pros are are ranking uh, these guys. He's a T five sixty seventh overall. That would be a fine place to take him. I, I don't see why not. You know, he, the the risk only is that Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a tight end like ever that he's gone to, and that's fine. But there's no mm-hmm. Jordy Nelson anymore, so the the logic is there. So that are you? Uh, and this is the other question that I have, and and what I want to generally also talk about is like your philosophy. And by the way, Steve and I don't play in a league yet together, so this is this is okay. Um, do, do you are you one of those guys who like skips the the sort of the top tier tight ends and then kind of looks in the middle for for guys like Graham? Yeah, yeah, I. That's kind of been my strategy the last five years with varying results. I've won a, I've won, I think, probably two championships in the last five years. Using I, I like to take the tight end first, and it's been it was Graham at first, but that it shifted to Gronk, where I've been trying to get Gronk as early as possible, just because I think the gap between Gronk and the next guy is bigger than the gap between, say, the best running back and the second best running back. Mm. That's and always been my strategy. Yeah, and I've seen that philosophy, and I'm the one who's the opposite. I wait. I wait and wait and wait and wait, wait because I always inevitably, almost always, I should say, I don't always because I don't win every league that I'm in. And, and, and listeners may remember from last year, I'm in like five leagues. It's absurd. Uh, Stephen, how many are you in? Uh, two. <laughs> I heard that laughter. It's like, what, you're <laughs> you're crazy. But that's what this is what I do, man. Um, yeah, I, I tend to, to skip the top guys because I just feel like you want to load up on as many dartboard throws at the top guys as possible. And then, you know, you're hoping for, like, a, a diamond-in-the-rough kind of guy with the sort of TE 9, 10, 11 guys. And that. so 
we run about Trey Burton, who I'm super psyched about in Chicago. Uh, but it's interesting that you say that because I, I might in a league try uh, for a Gronk. I'm just, I always get worried that Gronk is going to get injured because he does, because he's so physical. Uh, but that mm-hmm. is a concern for everybody. And with Travis Kelsey, like, is anything going to change with the change of quarterback? So I'm sort of like, well, those are two top guys I might not go for. Greg Olson was injured last year. That's T4. So, yeah, maybe somebody in that fifth range. Evan Ingram, I'm not really sure he gets the targets he does last year. But, like, yeah, Jimmy Graham would be a very fine pick there if he's your, like, sixth-round guy. And then uh, just another tight end to throw out there. I like Tyler Eifert this year. I'm pretty high on the Bengals overall. I think Eifert returns to that red zone threat he was. I think it was 2015 when he had, like, 13 touchdowns in 12 games. I, I think he gets back to that level. I am not high on Kyle Rudolph at all. He's eighth on fantasy pros. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is one of the worst red zone quarterbacks in the league. And if Rudolph isn't getting that getting that service in the red zone, I just don't see how he's a valuable fantasy tight end. I think that's a, a great point there. The the flip side is, right, like he, you know, uh, look at what Kirk Cousins was doing with Jimmy with, – with, um, I, call him, I almost call him Jimmy Graham, uh, with Jordan Reed in Washington, right? Like, he loves his tight end, so there could be an argument there. And Kyle Rudolph has scored a boatload of touchdowns, but that is interesting. I don't, yeah. That uh, way. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think the Vikings use Rudolph like the Redskins use Reed, where the Redskins use Reed like he's a wide receiver, basically. They put him in the slot, they put him outside. I don't think that's going to happen. He's going to have to adjust to using an inline tight end. Yeah, I, the, uh, the the guys that I'm, like, sort of low on, like Evan Ingram, we just talked about it. Like, I don't know how many targets he gets. He was the only guy getting throws, him and Sterling Shepard, because they were the only healthy receivers on the Giants last year. And now you got Odell Beckham, and, you know, you, you've got, uh, you know, running back who now is going to take some some line share of some, some throws. So I think he'll still be there in the red zone, but I'm kind of curious to see how how he translates in a more dynamic, hopefully, for the Giants' offense. I just don't see what what he did last year as, as holding up. Yeah, I think maybe you get something, you get the same production just because you get, you get the, the other receivers back that's going to cut into his targets, obviously, but you also get that second-year leap. So maybe he he gives you the same production. I had him on my bench last year. He was pretty good when, when Gronk was hurt and I, had, I needed a fill-in. He, he did the job. Yeah. Uh, a guy I'm high on, and I love, by the way, that we've spent the first five minutes of this podcast jumping into tight ends right away. A uh, guy that I like, we wrote about him, I think you agreed with me, Corey Davis in Tennessee is probably going to end up on, like, hopefully three-fifths of, of, or all of them, hopefully, of, of my fantasy teams. Uh, guy's ranked 29th among wide receivers, 72nd. And he's, by the way, I'm looking at the list at Fantasy Pros. The next guy on that list is Pierre Garçon. Those are two guys I'm like, yeah, I would love to have those two guys on my team uh, next year. Uh, or I should say this year, uh, given that it's that, getting close. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Uh, I just think Corey Davis in the new version of the Tennessee offense that isn't the exotic Smash Mouth, which I always hated, uh, will be. He'll be like the explosive weapon because Delaney Walker, we know, is like the, the consistent tight end. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't think that Richard Matthews necessarily fills that role all the time. He's sort of a little more of a consistent guy. You want the explosive guy in the red zone. You know, he was injured last year. I, I think I think Corey Davis has a big season. I think Pierre Garçon, same thing. Injury last season, coming back to a place where he's going to get a lot of a lot of throws from Jimmy G. So two guys I'm, like, definitely going to end up with uh, as, like, a wide receiver three or a flex or, or a, even a bench receiver, and I'll be very happy with that. 
Yeah, I really like Corey Davis too. I think he flashed a lot last late last year after he got over the injury stuff and you know playing in that scheme hard for receivers because it's always it was always like two receivers going out for a route so there was six defensive backs there to guard him and there was a lot of long developing routes I think getting in a a more modern system is going to help him and Marcus Mariota I think it's going to help the whole Titans offense so I'm I'm high on their whole offense actually yeah anybody already that you're thinking about as a bust and this is previewing stuff we're going to be writing about in the next weeks but whatever consider this your 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 free your free pass everybody I'm not that high on Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. after after being really high on him last year. I think I took him in the third or fourth round, and he ended up living up to that hype. But I just think having Sammy Watkins there, that he gives he's kind of redundant, and I think Watkins is the better receiver overall. He's still going to get his touches, but I don't. I think maybe he's going to lose, you know, one or two of those deep ball targets every game, and that's going to cut into his his potential. I totally am on board with you on there. Uh, Tyreek Hill might become your big long field, and I say big in, in scare quotes. Obviously, he's tiny, uh, but he's super speedy. But like a big play guy, you, you know. You, I don't like mm-hmm. these low volume guys. I've never been a low volume, uh, yeah, guy. You know, a guy who maybe gets four passes. Like Deshaun Jackson, I've always shied away from, even though he's had great years and he's been great in fantasy. But I've always shied away from him because I just look at those numbers and I go. Well, there are going to be games where he goes goose egg, or he gets two receptions for seventy yards but doesn't score a touchdown. I like I like my either possession guys or like a Doug Baldwin type who's just going to get peppered all game. You know, twelve targets, ten targets, whatever it is. Um, and Tyreek Hill, you're right, might become that. Sammy Watkins is such a curiosity to me because he disappeared, but it, with the Bills, he was not that bad. I think everyone was kind of waiting for his potential to be to be met, and maybe in Andy's. Andy Reid's offense, he ends up being uh, the, the the number one receiver, and then Hill becomes the specialist in a way that, that yeah, he wasn't before. He did really well last year, and I was surprised, too. I could have kept him in a league. I forgot what the price was, but it was like a few dollars too many for my, for my taste, and I regretted it, obviously. But now, yeah, different role, different quarterback. Who knows if, you know, Kareem Hunt is getting more receptions. So it's sort of muddled in Kansas City for me overall in, in terms of the, the way that, that it's going to end up. Yeah, I agree with you. And I I have a, I have a question for you. Yes. If you had to pick between the the Vikings receivers, Thielen and Diggs, which one would you take? Oh, man. Fantasy perspective this you year. You know, people are hyped. And I only Diggs. ask this because I have I only ask this because I have an answer to the question that I want to say, but I'll let you answer first. Oh, okay. So you're going to lead me into a trap <laughs> basically and just uh, you know, say, "Well, you're wrong." It's not because... a trap. I'm just I'm <laughs> genuinely interested in what you have to say. They're pretty close. It's 1A and 1B and I, I'm i going to go with Thielen just because of what I just said because I think he's more of the volume guy and I think Diggs is – we saw it in the playoffs. Like the guy is such an athlete. He, you know, he can go up there for a guy his size and get those jump balls that I don't think other, mm-hmm. other receivers can get. I think Diggs ends up with more touchdowns. And again, you're probably going to come up with something about Kirk Cousins. I think it's Thielen just because – He's he might end up with like eighty receptions, something like that. Uh, and and but you know if you end up with Diggs over Thielen, like I don't think it's a big deal. I think they're one A one B. I can you, you guys can tell that me and Charles have talked a lot because he knew exactly where I was going with this with the Kirk <laughs> Cousins thing. Yeah, that's why I really I'm probably leaning towards Diggs because I think I think Thielen's best attribute, which is kind of underrated, was his ability to 
to catch those deep balls, but I don't know if I trust Kirk Cousins to connect on those. He's that really ranked in Washington. There was a couple times when he, he missed, you know, throws that you got to make as an NFL quarterback. So I'm kind of worried about Thielen, whether he's going to keep getting those, those deep balls that he relied on so much last year to be a fantasy, a great fantasy receiver. Well, this brings us to an interesting conclusion because we have two negative Kirk Cousins stats that you've brought forth on this podcast. So are you thinking that Kirk Cousins might be a bust next year? This year? God, i, I got to keep saying. In a few weeks, will he be a bust? You mean from fantasy, a fantasy perspective or just... Fantasy. Fantasy only. Uh, no, I think he's going to put up numbers. He's always put up numbers, and he's with a team that's going to allow him to put up numbers. I, yeah, I, I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins. I now, from a football perspective, I don't know if it's possible that he's going to more than Keenum gave him last year. I think he's a better quarterback than Case Keenum by far, but mm-hmm. Keenum was just playing out of his mind. So Cousins is going to have to play extremely well if he's going to surpass that. But from a fantasy perspective, yeah, I wouldn't have any problem having Kirk Cousins as a low-end QB1, maybe a QB2. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure because, you know, is there any is there any quarterback that's highly rated that you're like, nope, not touching him? Uh, to tell you the truth, I really haven't paid attention to the quarterbacks because that's kind of my strategy. I kind of wait for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd probably say Deshaun Watson. Oh, interesting. After that huge last year. Yeah. He's number two on, on fantasy pros. I just don't see that. I, he was bailed out by a lot of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller making these ridiculous deals. I don't think he's – are they expecting him to sustain that production? Because that's not going to happen. Probably not, and and uh, I, I'm with you. I tend to with tight ends as well. Same thing. I wait for the QB sevens, eights, nines, tens, and then try to draft like a highly rated, um, like the sleeper that we keep talking about, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, I keep calling him Mitch. He's Mitchell now, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, that's a guy that like I'm definitely going to draft or. Um, you know, uh, any of those guys who are sort of like sleepers, you know, I tend to take like a consistent guy, like a almost like a Matthew Stafford type. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at him just as an example. I probably won't draft him. I don't know why I can't get away from 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 Matthew Stafford just being pleasantly mediocre. But like, yeah, I might take uh, a guy of that ilk and then a Philip Rivers who's consistent all the time or, you know, Marcus Mariota who might break out or, uh, you know, uh, Alex Smith who might have a good year and so on and so forth. And I'm fine with that because that's just what you're going to end up with. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that's what you're going to end up with. Uh, and, and, again, like you want more dart throws at those running backs and, and wide receivers. That's my philosophy anyway. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not one to take Tom Brady up high. I'm not one to take – because, uh, really, we've seen the numbers. The disparity between QB1 and QB10 is not that that huge. And I think with quarterbacks it's easier to, you know, decide week to week who has the better matchup. I think it's harder with running backs and receivers because you don't know how many tight targets they're going to get. You don't know how many carries they're going to get. But with quarterbacks, you know if they're playing a bad pass defense, they're probably going to put up some numbers. Yeah, totally. What do you think of Patrick Mahomes? I am decidedly, yeah, I'll end up with him maybe in a league or two, but I don't think he's going to. I think a lot of the touchdown throws that we're going to see, which is very exciting, They'll be there, but the turnovers, I think, are going to be a huge problem. That's that's sort of my feeling, and I'm willing to go with that just for the upside. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really worry about turnovers when it comes to fantasy quarterbacks. I don't think 
the penalty is that big. But him, I think Andy Reid's going to give him a conservative game plan, especially especially early on in the season. I think he'll end up with maybe like 23 touchdowns, probably 18 interceptions around there, maybe 3,500 yards. I think I think he might be worth having on your bench, but I don't think you're ever going to consistently start him. Right, right. Is there, uh, you know, I don't know, is there a receiver or a running back that, I mean, you talked about in our column, Albert Wilson, is that like your secret, you know, not so secret now that it's out in the open, but uh, your your guy that you are like hyping everywhere that nobody else is? Uh, not necessarily. I'm going to probably, if he's available late in the draft, I'm going to take him. I think he's a lot better than he got to show in Kansas City where he was, he's mainly a decoy. He was used to, you know, the top defenses and let Tyree Kill and Kelsey do work underneath. I think he's going to have a more expanded role in Miami. And I think they're going to, they, they like to throw a lot of, of those bubble screens and, uh, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he was the best receiver when it came to throws at the the line of scrimmage. So I think that's why they picked him up. I think they're gonna they intend on using him. He's gonna get a lot of targets in PPR league. He's gonna do great. He's gonna probably get at least three bubble screen catches a game. So yeah, I'm I'm really high on him. I'm not in PPR league, so that may convince me not to take him. Yeah. But if he's there late, if he's like your last the last receiver on your bet on your bench, I think you're doing well. I got a guy for you. You ready for this? This is the guy yes. who I'm going to take, and, and everyone's going to laugh, and he's going to end up having a great year. Alan Hearns. You know why? Because nobody in Dallas, there's nobody in Dallas to catch football, and somebody has to catch it. That's that's it. I love those guys. I love drafting those guys. He is wide receiver 49 right now. He's going to end up in the top mm-hmm. 30 just by, yeah, just by virtue of volume. There's nobody else there. I almost put him on that list we did yesterday. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. I think he's this year's like, you know, they have no one else to throw to. I think he catches a lot of balls. He gets. I, I like Dak more than most people. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I don't think oh, he dude. was as. I don't think he was as bad as people thought he was last year. I think he had a terrible situation. Obviously, you saw the Falcons game when he got sacked six times by the same person. I think he and he was a little bit unlucky. And I think I think, them getting rid of Dez is addition by subtraction bogged down the offense it was kind of like the Panthers trading away Kelvin Benjamin you know he's a good he 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 produces those highlight plays but he's not really a good consistent player I think he has that has that same effect on the Cowboys offense I think the Cowboys offense is going to be better this year and I think Alan Hearns is going to be the top receiver has to be has to be and you'll get him for a buck in your in your auction league you'll get him for nothing you know for nothing here's another guy Cameron Meredith loved him in Chicago he was injured last year. He's back in New Orleans. Why not? He's 134th overall, uh, according to Fantasy Pros. Another guy could see grabbing a bunch of passes in New Orleans. What do you think? See, I I think of Saints receivers like I think of Patriots running backs. Oh. Like, you never know which one is going to go that week. And so you throw the dart. Throw the dart. You, know? you pick the wrong week to start them. Yeah. You, you keep him on the bench, he catches two touchdowns, and then you're like, oh, I'm starting him next week, and he catches one pass for six yards. That's <laughs> That was my experience with, and now I'm forgetting the name. Oh, Lance Moore. I always oh, had God. Lance Moore, and that, was, that always happened. Yeah, Lance Moore was the legend of, of, you know, like, you know, this is the week. Absolutely right, yeah. He had, like, a big week, and you missed that one. 
Um, what is there? Uh, we haven't talked about running backs a lot. Uh, Saquon Barkley, and this is just my own thing, and maybe it's the Giants fan in me speaking. Like, I'm worried that he's just going to be running to the ground. But I guess as a rookie, like you don't worry about that. Is he worth a first round pick? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think he is. I think he's going to get a lot of touches, and I like the Giants' offensive line a lot better than I have in years past, which isn't saying much. Right. But and I think he's going to get a lot of touches in the passing game. I, that's. I mean, that's all you can really hope for is touches. You can't predict anything else. And if you know a guy's going to get touches, then I think he's worth a high pick. Okay. Jarek McKinnon, you know, is RB13, 22nd overall. I'm mostly asking because I'm going to be able to keep him. What is the situation there? Do you think that because of the way that that offense is going to be run that he will become the the back that he was becoming in Minnesota finally after all these years of us hyping his athleticism? Yeah, I think if anyone's going to get the best out of a dynamic, athletic running back, I think it's Kyle Shanahan. I think we saw that in a, in Atlanta, and he's not going to have to fight for touches as much as those two backs did. So I think – I don't know if he's going to be better than Devontae Freeman was two years ago, but I think he can put up – he could put up that kind of kind of season if he gets the chance. Right on. All right, any, any other questions for me? I, I've been firing him uh, left and right at you. Who's your number one player overall? Number one overall. See, that's a really good question. I think you have to take Todd Gurley just because of the way that he's used in that offense. But he was another running back where I sort of am a little like it's not a red flag. It's a uh, it's a slightly red flag, right? Like you know, last year you know the Rams' offense was high flying and he was at the center of it with those screens and the the way it was run. You kind of mm-hmm. have to take him. First overall, um, who do I think will end up there at the end? I mean, I I think you take like Antonio Brown because he's a wide receiver and he's so week to week. You know, it's a week to week game. It's not an overall season game. It's a week to week game. And I think week to week, you're still going to get Antonio Brown catching seven balls a game, and and there's almost no other receiver on the list who will have that kind of week to week consistency. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a league and I'm in the top four, I will probably end up taking a guy like David Johnson or even Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not so sure about Le'Veon Bell, but he's another one who's proved me wrong that, that every year he can still produce even after all those touches. What about yeah, you? I agree with you. I'm kind of worried about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in position to take him and say Gurley's already off the board, Elliott's already off the board, and even David Johnson, even though he's coming off the injury, I'm just worried about Bell. I think he's a guy that kind of relies on explosiveness just because of his odd running style where you kind of patient, and then all of a sudden he takes off. That requires athleticism. That's not just, you know, it's great vision, but you you can't do that without having that burst. And I, with all these touches he's gotten over the last couple of years, that burst is going to go away soon, right? It, it has to, right? Like, you're absolutely How many years have you been in the league? Six? Seven? Yeah, I think it's six. Right. At that point, I, I say as a fantasy owner, like, no. Like, there's there's a limit. Like, not every running back is going to be Adrian Peterson. He was the exception to the rule these days. Uh, and mm-hmm. with running backs, by the way, so, uh, while we're on the subject, I, after last year with Alvin Kamara and with Kareem Hunt, I'm going to target the rookies for sure. Um, Rashad Penny, even though Seattle's running game might be suspect again because of their offensive line, I will end up – he'll end up on a couple of teams of mine. Um just by virtue of him being young and they'll be like all right here here's a bunch of uh, carries and, and a bunch of throws too uh so that's a guy i like ronald jones 
in Tampa Bay, like another guy that I will absolutely be taking just by virtue of their age and just by virtue of their usage. I I don't like Rashad Penny. I like I like the strategy. I I like Darius Geis. I think might be Alvin Kamara guy this year if he gets a chance. Of course, Chris Thompson being there in yep. Washington hurts because he's the you know the third down back. But I think Jake Rudin is smart enough to get both of those guys on the field at the same time, and hopefully he does. I think that's going to help Washington's offense, and I think that will make Darius Geis an even better player. I am uh, also. We, we we'll go full circle. You were talking about New England running back Sony. Sony, it's Michelle, right? No, he's he's in in, in yeah. New England. He is a guy who's replacing Deion Lewis. But I am all about Rex Burkhead. All about him. Just by watching some of those games and watching the way they split Burkhead out wide and they used him in the red zone. And he's like I called him a Swiss Army knife. He really is. And I think that is the kind of running back that will get the most of the very large pie that will will have to be cut up between those two and James White and uh, if, if if Hill ends up Jeremy Hill ends up uh, taking carries at the goal line him too so but I think I think Rex Burkhead is a guy that I'll be very happy with if he is my uh, if he's my flex a lot of weeks yeah I agree I mean I I see what you're saying but I just can't get on board with new Patriots receiver I just it's just too risky now, can we talk about the most important position? Can we talk about kickers and defenses? No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't uh, wait until the last your last picks to take them. I, whenever anyone doesn't do that in my drafts, I just laugh at them. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you You should absolutely rag on the person who takes a defense or a kicker not in the last two rounds. I'm with you 100% on that. And, uh, and and watch, we end up in a league together and somebody does it. Uh, you are the Steven Ruiz? Is that what your, your Twitter is? Yes. Yes. I am you can the follow, Steven Ruiz. You can follow the Steven Ruiz uh, as we get close to the NFL season and fantasy season, and we'll be posting a lot more of that stuff. Steven, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, anytime. Anytime.